This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, guys, we're sitting down today with Nick, also known as Thwack on Instagram. I love his content. I reached out to him. I wanted to get him on and learn more about what is he doing. I knew he had an involvement with Go Ruck. Uh, I knew he had involvement with tactical games and I knew that he loved archery and working out. I was like, let's get this guy on and just shoot it and see what's up. And uh, it's a fun one. It's really cool to get to know him. He's got an inspiring story and he's just a hard worker, which we all can appreciate. So without further ado, this is Nick, a.k.a. Thwack, and you're listening to the Elk Shape Podcast. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast Season 6 with your host, Dan the Fitness Man. Thank you for tuning in. We are excited to have you. This is the podcast that is dedicated to hard work, disciplined decisions, and year-round training in the pursuit of the best possible version of ourselves. We leverage elk hunting to create a pathway. We understand that time is finite and we cannot squander a second. We must be leaders at our home. We understand that faith is our number one priority. Then family, then fitness, then health, then wealth. Our year-round disciplined decisions help us leave a legacy for our family to follow. You will leave here motivated, inspired, and educated. We bring on a wide variety of guests, subject matter experts, so that you can tune in, get what you need to get, and continue on your journey. We are blessed to call ourselves Elk Hunters, Season 6. Here we go. Nick, what's up? What's going on, Dan? How you doing, man? I'm good. How you living? Oh, man, I can't complain. Having a good day so far. Got to work out in with the wife and uh, just taking it easy today. Hey, there you are. Nice mustache, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. I try. I can't grow a beard, so that's why I got a mustache. Same here. We got played, man. We got played. Uh, dude, it's just not, it wouldn't be fair to the world if guys like us could grow beards, right? It just wouldn't be fair. So This is true. Your thwack on Instagram? Correct. T-H-W-A-A-C-K. Yep. How do you say your last name? Palacios. I would have not said it that way. Palacios? Yep, Palacios. According to you, this Instagram account, it says you are a digital creator. You are just a guy that loves archery, bow hunting, and fitness. Correct. Are we best friends? <laughs> are we, uh, we going to start doing karate in the garage or what? I think so. That is sweet, man. Okay, so you're in Texas? I am, yeah. I live in Austin, Texas. Okay. If you're a digital creator, is that what your full-time job is? No. Um, so full-time job is for the tactical games. So if, if I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, um, but we're a sporting event started a couple of years ago and we combine uh, shooting firearms and fitness events. Pretty, pretty simple, but uh, it's, it's a great event, man. So we do, uh, we do about 12 events a year 
and I help manage the events. Uh, I help out with the logistics of getting the sporting equipment there and then uh, help betting stages and, and things like that as well, too, along with managing uh, brand partnerships with them. Alvarez, Alvarez, wait, no, uh, there's a gal out of California. She was, she thinks she's a winemaker. She's a former CrossFit Games at Margo. Margo. Yeah. She's a beast. She had, she's, uh, she's, she's supposed beast. to be competing this season. If I remember correct. Okay. Uh, who else, who else would I know from the CrossFit world that crossed over into your tactical game? Uh, Jacob Hepner. He's legit, man. I got to see him compete in person the first for the first time this year um, in New Hampshire, and he's uh, he's a force to be reckoned with, man. He's another one that's just like that guy is so dialed in and so dedicated to what he does. It's it's really commendable, man. It's it's cool to see everything he does, and he helps manage. So we have uh, what's called TTG training, and that's basically just to help. Uh, competitors get a, uh, a better insight on what the training should look like as you uh, lead up to a competition. So uh, he helps manage that for us as well, too. And, and he does a great job, man. I mean, that guy is just, you can't, there's no, there's no fake in the funk with him. You know, you can tell he puts the work in on a daily basis. And when you see him compete, it, it shows. There was a competition back when I was fit and young where I competed. It was a partner, like a male, male type of partner competition. And I competed against him, and his partner was my buddy uh, Cole Sager. Cole Sager's a big CrossFit guy. He's been in, he's at the games right now. His tenth CrossFit games in a row. And Hepner and him were on a team, and that was not fair, by the way. And then it was just me and I think it was my buddy Kevin or my buddy Jason. I can't remember who was my partner because I've done this competition a few times. But yeah, competing against him head to head, not fair. He, he's an, he's a beast. So you guys combine fitness and shooting at the tactical games. You have 12, 12 venues throughout the year. Is it like a, yep. a, do you build up to like the final championship crown the winner? Correct. Yeah. So we'll do the national championships here in Texas. So, uh, HQ is up in Liberty Hill, which is about an hour North of Austin. And, uh, throughout the year we do regional events. So if you qualify and podium there, then you get your seat at nationals to, to compete there. Uh, and then we also do teams events, which are also really fun as well. Um, I'll be competing in my first one um, here in, in uh, about a week or two. No, actually two weeks um, at the at the teams event in West Virginia. So that one's great because we do co-ed teams. Uh, you can do, you know, males, females, whatever, you know, whatever you want to chop it up. Uh, and then whatever division level as well, too. So we've got intermediate. Uh, you've got tactical, which is more for like LEO, military, so they can use the same gear that they use on duty. And then you have the elite division as well, too. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to getting out there. So it's, it'll be a little, little tiring because I still have to set up vet stages and all that good stuff and compete. But I'm, uh, I'm excited to get out there and get on the stage. Well, just set up the course in your favor, dude. That's all you got to do. That's a hey, dude. Come on now. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell my secrets. How'd you get hired there? Or like, why do you work there? Like, how did that come to be? So I was working uh, for a supplement company, a supplemental coffee company called Strong Coffee. And uh, I had gotten this in as a coffee sponsor for the season for the tactical games. And I was the point person for going to all the events. And from the first event, I was like, I was looking around at all these people. I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, get to combine fitness, shooting, two things I like to do. Um, I'd never done any action shooting. So I'm, I'm not, I have no delusions of grandeur here. I'm not, I'm not like a great shooter by any stretch. Um, I like to work out a lot. And that's, that's kind of my forte. So learning the action shooting side of things is, is really new. Uh, but I always like new challenge. I like doing things that I suck at. So um, it seemed like it was really fun. And uh, I've been going to all the events up until, I mean, I've, I've only missed one event this season and there was an opportunity that came up and I was like, you know what, this seems like it's a really good fit for me. I love the team there. They're super dedicated to it. Sports growing. Um, the community is very similar to the archery community. Um, you know, like total archery challenge, you know, it's everybody's just having a great time. They're out there getting their asses kicked all weekend, but they're, you know, they're loving it and everybody's really dedicated to what they do. And, uh, it's, it, it's been really cool to kind of be in the middle of that and, you know, again, seeing it grow. So that's how I got in with, uh, with tactical games. Okay. That, that makes sense. Uh, so you're, you probably have a little bit of a marketing background then. Uh, not really, man. I don't okay. actually. So, uh, the more, I mean, I guess the marketing marketing really came from just like starting an Instagram a couple of years ago and just kind of building the parachute on the way down. Um, I've got a, a handful <laughs> of friends that I'm really close with 
and uh, they're, you know, they're in the marketing space and content creation and social management. So uh, when I had started uh, my, my archery Instagram, it was, uh, it was really more or less like me picking their brains a lot, you know, like, Hey, you know, like, how, how would you edit this? How would you set this up? Um, you know, what's, you know, what's the best route for like going about posting, you know, schedule, you know, just picking the brain for everything, man. So um, I always try to stay a student with anything that I do. So um, if I'm going to do it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it a hundred percent. So uh, it really just came from, again, just kind of learning on the fly. I respect that. Yeah. You have a real clean account. I love your content. Um, appreciate it, man. Thank you. And I wish I knew stuff like your buddies did. Like, I don't know when to post. I don't know what to post. I don't know how to make a real good or bad. I don't know how to, I just try hard. And that's my secret sauce for those that are like, and you just, you just throw stuff out there. You see what works. You see what doesn't work and, and guaranteed working very well for you. Uh, you'll see like times I'll put something up and I'm like, this is going to be great. Yeah. And it's not. And then times I'm just half-ass something and like just throw it up there and it crushes and I'm like, I quit. Yeah. And so I don't pay attention anymore, honestly. Yeah. And to yesterday, man. Oh yeah. 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 You, all the stuff that you put the hard work into, it always flops. And then the stuff that you just kind of laxadaisically throw together, it does well. I, 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 yeah. I don't get it. I like pride myself in responding to every direct message. Yeah. No matter, no matter what. And that, um, that expired yesterday. I was, I teamed up with iron will to just give away some broadheads. We did it last year and I was like, guys, we should do this again. Cause like, yeah, it's so cool to do this. And, um, that reel just went and I, people are sharing it so many times that, um, I will never like so many messages that I would respond to are buried. And I have no way of answering. So I just wanted to take this time to tell everybody I, if you'd really want to get a hold of me, email me. That won't get buried. And I will always respond. I'm never too big to respond. Like, but now Instagram has made it so that I I cannot I'm not gonna get back to everybody anymore. So that hap that expired. I'm a little bit sad, man, because my wife won't be, but I felt like it was super important to message people back out of pure respect for human beings and uh that ship sailed. I can't do it now. I, there's no, it's impossible. I can't do it as of yesterday. Dude, people, people love a good giveaway, man. I love, I, and I love, I love that you're doing that, man. It's always good to give back to people. You know, it's like, um, and I, I'm a hundred percent there with you and I'm, I'm still a nobody in the space and I'm still a green pea as far as things go, but I'm always on the same mindset. Like if somebody's going to reach out to me and take their time to ask you a question, like you owe it back to give back to them. And, uh, I always, I always loved, like, if I ever had reached out to you in the past, you always did the time, took the time to do the same thing. So, um, you know, that's something I always respect. And it's like, you, you should do the same for people if they're going to reach out to you and, and ask you as well, too. Tell me about go ruck. You're wearing a go Ruck shirt, uh, go Ruck shirt. It says that you work with them. Uh, you were just at camp cam Haynes's event last weekend. I didn't know that. Um, tell me about go ruck. Yeah, man. So I had, uh, I'd reached out to go ruck, uh, at the beginning of the year, we were doing an event here in Austin and, uh, we were doing like a, a rock coffee kind of deal here, um, at one of the trails, and I met their team there and I was asking them if they were doing anything in the hunting space. Cause it just kind of makes perfect sense. I was like, Correct. you guys literally make rucks, people going back country hunts. That's what they're doing. Um, you know, we could utilize your packs so you don't have to mess up your $500 pack that you bought from Kefaru or whoever else and throwing rocks or sand into it. You could use a go ruck pack, beat the hell out of it. If you do mess it up, like they, they give you a lifetime warranty on it, which is really cool. But so basically it was like, Hey, you know, I'd love to do, uh, you know, some content around like training for getting into hunting shape, um, you know, utilizing it for gearing up towards that and the, and the things that I'm doing in my space and they love the idea. So we partnered together and then just throughout the year, we've been growing the relationship. And, uh, I found out that mountain ops was doing the event with cam. So I made the introduction and I was like, Hey, uh, we need to have go Ruck here. I think it makes perfect sense. You know, they're both working with cam at the moment as well too. So let's bring in a bunch of the training equipment. Let's put the guys through a, a hard workout and, uh, and see how it goes. And, uh, it was, it was great, man. That, that was, a uh, one of the, one of the funnest weekends I've, I've had the, the fortune to be a part of, and it was a really good group of guys. Yeah. When I did the, my podcast with cam last year, we had, we had to go, we didn't have to, he asked us to come to him. And then like he told me, Hey, I'd prefer you to do like my full day. 
and then we'll podcast. So it was like 22 mile run. And then, uh, and Cam listens to this podcast. So, Hey Cam, you're really cool. I love you. But, uh, there's no buts. I love you. You're the man. But also we did his, uh, beach body workout body by Cam. Yeah. <laughs> Probably buys and tries and chest. Um, oh, yeah. and then, and then we did, uh, we went to a track meet. They were having like some Olympic trials or something in in uh, Eugene, which was really probably my favorite part watching those athletes. And then we shot a little bit, but we lost daylight and then it was dark. And then we podcasted the fast forward. That's now his template, right? For people to do his pod, which is so cool. Uh, I love it. And he's doing a great job and I'm so proud of him. Uh, but he, I asked him on my podcast, dude, I'm like, one of my questions, I'd written down questions. I was like, Hey man, like people are going to want to know, why don't you ruck? Like you're always running the mountain, but we don't run when we hunt. Why don't you ruck? And I believe he said something to the tune of like, it was hard on his body wear and tear in the joints or whatever. I don't know what his answer was, but I'm glad to see that he is now doing some rucks with some of the people that can't. Cause the guy's a freak of nature. He's a beast. He's a beast, man. Like, and he's, a, he's every bit the same person in real life as he is online too, which was awesome yeah. to see. Actually funnier in real life and wittier if, if he was being himself, like, um, he's, he's fun to hang out with. So I'm really glad to see that connection. Do you, do you think more and more of his guests are going to do the rucking in addition or in, in those that can't run 20 something miles like he can every day? No problem. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like what he does with that eighty pound with that eighty pound bag where he throws it over his shoulder. And I mean, you've been you've been to that trail. So when you go and you're hitting that gravel trail, and it's like, I mean, just that super steep incline. I mean, that's that's a that's plenty enough of a workout in itself. Let alone running a little bit before that. But I can definitely see uh, a lot more uh, guests doing the rucks and kind of subsidizing that along with a shorter run instead of doing like that full marathon. Cause not everybody's built for that, you know, it's, and there's nothing, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing against them, but just not everybody's a runner. So I definitely see that coming into the mix a lot more. Hey, I'm not a runner. And I did that 22 miles and I paid the price when I got home. I'll tell you that much, but, um, yeah, it's funny running with him. I've said this on this podcast before. It's kind of annoying. He literally, his legs move so fast, but his like body doesn't move at all. He's just talking, hardly sweating. And you're like, I mean, at one point, like, Mile 16, I was like, literally just like, I love you, but just go away. Like, go finish your run. I'll get, I'll, I'll get done later and we'll figure it out. But, um, the rucking is crazy. I just, I just rucked up a, a little mole hill over here. We got, it's like about 600 vertical feet the other day. And it was a hundred pound sandbag and it wrecked me, man. I put that, I, my goal was like, I'm not going to put this down. I'm going to leave it on my back and the sand wasn't very good sand. It just like, it didn't spread out. It just like made a brick and it stayed that way. The sweatier I got. So it didn't like move much. And I put that bastard down twice. And then I've been sore. This is a week ago. I've been sore in the weirdest places. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, we found a weakness. We need to do this again. For sure. For sure. It really hits you. And I noticed if I don't do it on a regular basis, um, my traps, my rhomboids are the first ones to go. That's like, uh, like within the first like mile, I'm like, Ooh, I can feel that twinge coming on. So then it's like readjusting, reconfiguring. And then you're just kind of like, you're just kind of in it. You just got to deal with it at that point. Uh, that's always the biggest one for me. And then the calves, if, if you're not used to it, your calves are going to get blown up too, man. They really will. And it's great training. You know, people have always, um, like even Kafaru, I've talked to Aaron Snyder and I'm like, Aaron, can we make an elk shape edition like frame that just attaches your weight and it make it really affordable so that we can beat this backpack up because man, I don't want to put dumbbells or sandbags or I don't want to get my, I, my actual hunting pack. It sounds crazy, right? Cause our hunting pack gets covered in dirt and blood and everything, but it is like the cornerstone of every hunt is a backpack and a pair of boots. Correct. Well, and you want it ready to go for the hunt. You don't want to beat the hell out of it leading up to it. And then you're using it on the hunt. Like if it's, you just don't want it to fail. Like you said, boots pack, those are, those are integral for a hunt. So, um, that's where the go ruck stuff comes into play, man. Cause you just got so many different ways to beat it up. And if you find a way to mess it up, man, like they stick behind it, like they'll, they'll either fix it or give you a new one for free, which I love, man. I love when companies do that. That means it's, that means it's built well. They got a good team behind it. Yeah, it does. They have to. It does. It doesn't make sense not to. Do you think that they're going to work with more 
into the hunting space now that they've got to dabble with Cam and you and whoever else? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. It just makes it just makes sense. It just makes sense, hundred percent. Yeah, I first heard about them the year that they sponsored the CrossFit Games. I'm not sure what year that was, but they did a bunch of ruck go rucking at the games, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah, they're and they're there again this year. They're doing a couple couple of bigger activations with the games. They're they're really big into the fitness space, and and like now they're seeing like small you know smaller uh, smaller industries. Well, not necessarily smaller industries, but just laterals off of that that makes sense that are like that are authentic you know it's not a reach to go out into the hunting space you know it makes total sense you know hunters are starting to find uh a mu- much more value in putting an emphasis on their fitness and making sure that they're more prepared leading up to going out for five six seven plus days out in the back country instead of just like oh let's a month before let's go ahead and let's do a couple of bodybuilding style workouts and hit the trail and just go you know what i mean and uh, I think a lot of that credit is to you, you know, pushing, you know, pushing that, uh, pushing that forward, man. That's something like when I first started shooting a bow, which was not very long ago, um, you know, I found your content early on and that was something where like I had really adhered to, you know, I really liked the the fitness emphasis on things because coming from growing up where I grew, grew up, like I just, I, I had no, nobody that I knew that really went hunting, you know, you kind of just get like the stereotypical idea of what hunting is. So when I started getting into the idea of wanting to, to start bow hunting and uh, found your content, man, it was, it was really refreshing. So it was cool to see somebody that, you know, I, you know, like it just made sense that putting the fitness next to bow hunting for me. Yeah, they do marry well, honestly, it's a good, it's a good pairing. Do you have plans to bow hunt out West this year? Oh yeah, definitely. So I actually went on my first elk hunt last year in Colorado, um, went out for eight days with a buddy of mine is both our first elk hunt uh got him on elk the first couple of days was able to put on a few stocks but just wasn't able to close the distance enough um and made, you know just making mistakes on, on you know my first hunt so i'm kind of just you don't know what you don't know really so just making mistakes you know pulling up on getting you know going into stocks when i shouldn't have you know understanding thermals a little bit better or i should have understood thermals a little bit better i got winded a few times and uh had i been able to research that part of hunting a little bit more Maybe I would have had more success, but, you know, I'm getting back out there this year. I'm going to be leaving towards the end of the first week in September, and then we're going to be out for about 10 days or so and uh, and go hit it again, man. Well, I'm excited. So what um, – this is a great, great segue, dude, and I think this question's key. You got a year under your belt. You were exposed to the demands, and then you got to come home and have a year – to prepare for the said demands, what does your training look like? Uh, fitness, wi- fitness wise, or are you talking like uh, like gear preparation and just research? I don't care about gear. Fitness, man. So fitness, I do I do a, a five day split. So um, three of my days out of the week are going to be kind of like a metabolic conditioning style of, uh, workout. I like to piece those up with five exercises. So those will be a mix of a push, a pull um, some type of hinge and a carry. Um, so I'll do a mix of all five of those movements and we'll do those for either time distance or reps. They're all performed back to back. And then I'll do those for anywhere between five to 10 rounds, just depending. And then in between those, I do uh, a push pull day, which is more strength hypertrophy training focused. And then a leg day as well, too. I also like to put an emphasis on hypertrophy, um, the reason being, I think it builds really good stamina in, in your muscles. So I, I still like to throw those in there. And, uh, you know, I like to get, I like to get a good meathead workout in from time to time, you know, who doesn't like a good pump workout. So that's how, that's how everything's looking. Okay. And you, and you went elk hunting and you feel like what you're doing is going to have you prepared to go from Texas, no elevation, no altitude to potentially at 10,000 plus Colorado. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I felt good last year with my fitness, where my fitness was. Um, and I was doing, you know, very similar workouts as well too. Originally I'm from Northern California. So I've been, I've been used to being in higher elevation. I've been in Texas for three years now, but you know, going, I grew up going camping and and stuff like that. So, um, being in the mountains, wasn't necessarily new for me, just the hunting aspect of it was really, it's like, and you, and you know, this, obviously you've been hunting for a long time. You know, when you go, when you start getting into archery and hunting, those are two very different things that have so many different offshoots. So it's like trying to figure out where to spend your time researching and practicing and, and gaining all those skills prior to going hunting. 
uh, it could be a little bit daunting. So it's just like really trying to figure out like a good strategic game plan on what you want to bite off and what you want to start implementing. So that's this year has been more of that, like boiling down. Okay, let's not be so broad in everything I'm trying to learn. Now I've got the experience. Let me understand thermals a little bit better. Let me understand stocking more. Um, I'm comfortable with shooting my bow. I'm comfortable with my gear and all that stuff. Like I still do that on a regular basis because it's it's necessary. But really, it's more of like, what can I put in here now to make me be smarter and more effective when I'm actually out in the mountains? So that's that's been the bigger shift for me this year instead of just focusing on physical and, and shooting. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, you probably have the mentality, the physicality, the discipline. It's just a matter of time now. Uh, how close were you? Did you get any shot opportunities uh, your first year or any close calls? I didn't get to draw my bow back. I got as close as 40 yards. So I was following a game trail uh, where we were hunting at. Um, it's like, it's it's just really, you're stepping on loud, loud terrain. It's all felled pine trees and you're stepping on branches, dead leaves and all that stuff. So um, I went, I went and I was following a cow that I could hear uh, ewing in the distance. And I heard them coming up at the top of the ridge about 40, 40-ish yards from where I was at. They started to come across the ridge line. So I just kind of bunkered down a little bit. And that was the first time I had gotten an opportunity to put on a stock ever before on an elk. So I got a little excited. And instead of like sitting, waiting, letting them get into my space and seeing what they did, as soon as I saw a couple of them, as soon as I saw a couple of heads come, come along the ridgeline, I started to stalk in and I just made a mistake. Had I, I felt like if I had waited a little bit longer and been more patient, uh, I would have been able to get to a point where I could have seen more, more of them coming across and then gotten an opportunity to at least pull back. But, you know, again, just being a little bit too excited and, and not letting them sit and, and get in my space, I think is, is what kind of uh, bogged that one for me. No, that makes sense. Uh, so where do you train at right now? Do you have your home gym, a garage gym, a gym gym? Where do you go? I have, I, so I have a garage gym uh, and then I also train it on it here in Austin, Texas. So oh, I've sick. got kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's, that's a great gym and they're doing a bunch of renovations there, which is awesome. So they got, I mean, you got all the toys to play with there, man. And it's a great atmosphere to work out in. Everybody's super motivated. Everybody's kind of like doing their own space within like, you know, the fit, you know, fitness industry and whatever. So, you know, you want to get in different types of workouts, just getting with different people to get a little motivated for workouts, whatever it is you want to do. That's great. And then if I just want to get down, get a quick workout in, get a hard workout in by myself or with my wife downstairs, we got the home gym too. So lucky I have both of them here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is brought to you by Matthews Incorporated, Vortex Optics, Onyx Hunt, Peaks Equipment, Kufaru International, MagView, Wilderness Athlete, Buck Knife, Crispy Hunting, Stealth Cam, Marsupial, Born Primitive, Baku, Black Ovis, and Hard Work. Back to the podcast. Yeah, so did you guys, uh, When what brought you to Texas from California? Like, what was the move like? Uh, so I was working in, so I was living in Southern California at the time. And I had been running a supplement company and we used to come out to Austin. So from like 2018 to 2019, we would come out to Austin and we would sponsor on an invitational. Uh, they used to do jujitsu tournaments out here. So we would come out, we'd be a sponsor here. And uh, my buddy that I was running the company with, he was from here as well too. And every time we came out, we just always had a really good time. And I, I love the South and I traveled for work previously before that throughout the South as well. So uh, I was wanting to move the company out here. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do it. So once COVID hit and uh, California started getting real, real screwy, I was like, this is the perfect time to jump ship. So I ended up moving out here and uh, I knew, I don't know, maybe two people out here. I had a buddy of mine from high school and then my friend that I was running that company with and just figured it out, man, made it work. That's cool. And so you ended up landing a gig with GoRuck, or not GoRuck, but uh, Tactical Games. How did that come to be? Um, so... I was, so I, when I originally got here, I was actually, I was working at, a, I was working at a bar as a bartender for a little while, just kind of doing, just kind of doing that thing. 
Um, and I hadn't shot a bow before that. And I had gotten to a point where I was like, I don't want to be in this atmosphere anymore. So I got a different job that had nothing to do with, with the service industry and uh, just started focusing on getting back in, into the fitness game because I've been a trainer off and on for years. And that's kind of where I wanted to go back to. Um, and I got just a wild hair at my ass to just buy a bow. And I found one on Craigslist and just bought like an old bear approach that I'd found and just kind of started going down that rabbit hole. Um, and over time, like I have a buddy of mine that ran a CBD or a, a supplement coffee company out here. And then we became the sponsor for TAC Games. And then that's how I ended up getting in with them. That was about, uh, that was about two, two years in. So two, well, two, two and a half years since, since I moved to Texas is when I found Tactical Games. That's awesome. So now that you've been in Texas for a few years, and especially Austin, do you feel like your roots, your roots are starting to get into the ground? Or do you guys feel like you want to be out West more? What's the vibe with you and your wife? Man, I get, I get pulled in both directions, man. I love, I love the, the mentality of Texas, right? Like people are proud to be in Texas. I love living here. There's a really good, uh, there's a really good aspect of community here that you don't get in. Well, at least I didn't have where I was living previously, you know, like I love being able to go to like Austin is still a big city, but it's kind of got a smaller town feel to it. Um, it's not, it's not large as far as like that regard of like, you're always pretty much one degree of separation from people. So I love being able to go to the store, go to the gym, have people I know and, and all that stuff. And, and I feel comfortable living in the community that I live in. So I love Texas, man. Um, every time I do, I do get to travel a lot for work, which is great. You know, I, I kind of bounce around. I've, I'm gone for about a week every month with the tactical games. So um, we do some stuff out West and, and all over the country. So anytime I do go back out West, I'm like, oh, man, I would love to live somewhere with more public land because I've done some public land hunts out here in Texas and and they suck. There's just yeah. not that much public land. It's not fun. If anybody who says it is fun, you're a different kind of human being and my hat's off to you because it's it's just not great. So uh, at some point we may move to to a Western state, um, but for now, Texas is home and, and, and I love it here, dude. Again, like the archery community out here is great. You know, having archery country in, in my backyard is, is, is integral. Like those guys are awesome. Tyler runs an yeah. awesome shop there. I just met Tyler. Yeah, but not at, I've never been to the shop. I've been to Austin, but I, um, I just met him at uh, Total Archer Challenge. He's a great dude. Uh, nice to talk to him, but uh, he's building quite the reputation. And he is, man. And it's it's uh, every bit every bit earned, man. He's 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 a he's an awesome dude. And when I started shooting, like, I don't you you probably been to a handful of different shops, and they're they're not always the best with customer service. So especially somebody being older walking into a place and not really knowing much. Um, being able to pick their brains and, and, you know, try to learn from them and help have them help work on my bow and show me what they're doing, um, has been great for me, man. So they've helped mentor me off and on for the last couple of years, which has been great. Mm, I love it. Uh, do you think, okay, so you said you, you, you wouldn't mind being out West or whatever and, and hunting public land and making life decisions based on hunting is totally acceptable by me, but, uh, not always by the, the, the other half, the better half. Do you think, could you still do your due diligence with uh, the tactical games if you lived in a different state? Uh, I don't think, I don't know. As, as of right now, I'm not too sure. You know, it's, we're all based in Texas at the moment. So that would make it hard. The one, the one positive is, you know, I only have to be on site for a week out of every month. So like we'll have an event in Nevada at the end of August. That brings me into like the fourth, I get home on the fourth on September. And then right after that, I've got until the end of the month open. So it gives me, it gives me the leeway to be able to still travel and go out West for hunting season. I don't have any stipulations there. You know, they know that I, I, I love this stuff. So there's, there's no, um, you know, there's no like pressure to not go hunting or like, Oh, you have to be on site for this or that. You know, I, I get to work remote most of the, most of the month. So uh, for the time being, you know, we'll, we'll stay here and then we'll kind of figure it out, figure it out as time goes on. But I, my wife, my wife's great, man. If I told her tomorrow, we wanted to move to Colorado or, wherever she would be packing bags probably 10 minutes later. So she's, no she's really great in that regard. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, to have a supporting cast and, and it seems like, I mean, like the tactical games, man, like that's a logistical nightmare, like planning all that out. Even if you guys have systems in place, like don't get it twisted. It's not like he just works a week and has three weeks off. I bet there's so much shit you're doing leading up to that. Correct. Correct. And, and we drive everywhere we go. Like we did an event in New Hampshire and we drove a 26 foot trailer from Texas to New Hampshire. That's gross. It's a three day grind. It's a three day grind, 12 hours a day. Like it's not, it's not fun. <laughs> so like, but we've got a great team. You know what I mean? Like everybody is very, 
very organized. Um, you know, the leadership with, uh, you know, with my, my buddy, Nick, Nick Thayer, who owns the tactical games, he's awesome. Um, you know, he's very organized. He's a great person to mentor and, and to be able to work behind. So, um, it's a lot of logistics, but you know, you know, we, 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 we bust ass and, and we make it happen, man. So it's, it's really cool to see where the sport's going. Yeah. It's really cool. I wish I had more, um, opportunities to learn about shooting handguns. Um, I'm a little embarrassed, but not really. I'm good at shooting a bow, but I'm not good at shooting a handgun at all. It's like, uh, it's laughable that I even carry one while hunting in bear country. Um, my wife and I went and shot last year. Like we just went up to the mountains and I brought like a gym bag full of ammo. I had like squirreled away a ton and we just shot and shot and shot. I got like a Glock 23, a Glock 20, uh, a P320 from SIG and a 44 mag from Smith and what, I mean, we shot everything. And, um, our conclusion was like, wow, we suck. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, it's impressive. Like when I pick and I'm in the same boat, dude, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like the best shot in the world when it comes to archery, but like, I practice a lot. I'm much more confident with that than my handgun, but it still amazes me that I can be 10 yards away from steel and freaking miss. Yeah. And be, I, I'm just like, I'm 10 yards away, man. How does what that the happen? Hell? Yeah. There's a, there's just so many like nuances with your grip and where your hand placement is, where your shoulder is, how you put your, like, again, it's very similar to archery and I like the challenge of it, but yeah, I yeah. still really suck at it. So it'll be fun to see how I, uh, how I fare up later this month when I compete. I can't wait to see, dude, you better like post some content. Let's get into content. People like to make content. People like to, to do that or whatever. Um, so let me just pick your brain. Um, what do you shoot on? Um, so a lot, a lot of the stuff I shoot on is just my iPhone, man. I'm not a camera. Oh, wow. I'm not a uh, 13 pro. Do you use like cinematic? Do you mess with the F stop? Are you doing like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I play around with cinematic. Uh, you know, I shoot a lot of stuff in 4k and 60 on my iPhone, but I have a, I have a, a Sony a 72R, uh, or a Sony a 72S and I have a Tamron like 2470 lens. So I use that for more like a lot of photography. And then one of my best friends, his, his, that's what he does for a living is he, he creates content. So like when we do like bigger scale stuff for go ruck or, uh, you know, some of my personal archery stuff, I'll have him film it for me and, and help with the editing process. I, I can do it, but that's, that's not my wheelhouse. I know enough to be a little dangerous, but like a lot of my stuff, I just film on my iPhone, man. So like I do, you know, just film it in higher, higher quality settings on my iPhone. And then I'll edit it right on my phone as well too. So that's where I do a lot of my video content. Um, like review you know gear reviews stuff like that i do on my iphone uh photography I'll, I'll use my sony though for that so your your sony a7 s uh do you edit your photos in predominantly lightroom or photoshop or something besides adobe nope i use i use adobe lightroom yeah yeah that that one for me i think as far as like the use, user experience user it's more user friendly once you get some time under it it's you know you it's not super hard to learn and again, you know, YouTube University is a great thing to be able to utilize. So anything you can't figure out, you, you know, YouTube can always kind of guide the way for you there. So that's, yeah. that'll be, that's kind of like the rhyme and reason for me whenever I'm editing photos. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I think that's encouraging for guys to hear like, Hey man, you don't need to like film and edit on a computer. You can do it from your phone. What's your favorite, uh, third party app that maybe you bought or downloaded to help you with content? Uh, VN editor is a really good one. Again, super user friendly. Um, you can do a lot, you can do a lot in that and it doesn't really cost much. I think it's maybe like 10 bucks a month, something like that, uh, for the pro edition. So, um, you know, transitions, editing, you can extract and, and fill in audio, stuff like that. Uh, it gives you a lot of leeway to be able to use around and, and edit. And I always try to be, I always, I always like to be super transparent about everything, man. And that's like from the jump when I first started, uh, like building a social media, like and it wasn't it. I didn't even really have the intent to like build a big social media. I just liked shooting, and I have a so I I help manage a, an an archery club out here. It's called the Austin Archery Club. It's sixty acres. It's all outdoor. Uh, we have two thirty target bow hunter courses. It's it's awesome, man. Super lucky to have that, and it's in the hill country. So you do have a little bit of hills, and you get some good angled shots and things like that. So when I first got my bow, I found that place, and then I would just go out there on weekends. And I would just plug arrows away all weekend and just have a great time. We have like 500 members there. 
but you'll rarely ever see more than a dozen out there. You're never congested on shots, which is great. So I would just go and bring a tripod, my phone and a journal. And I would film myself shooting. I would draw like little crappy targets on there and, and put my groups on there and film myself. And that would be a really good way for me to be like, okay, uh, I shot a really bad end. And then I can go back to the video and then I can look back on that and I can say, oh, I was punching my trigger there or, oh, I was gripping too hard on my forehand. Um, and just like little things like that. And then I would film myself shooting and then edit little crappy videos and then post them on Instagram. And over time, I just kind of kept doing stuff like that. And it was really just kind of like me showing like, hey, you know, I'm at the time 29 and I just picked up a bow and I'm, I'm figuring it out. You know, like this is this is like my journey. This is what works for me. This is what doesn't work for me. I'm not a, a veteran hunter or shooter or anything like that. This is just kind of like where I'm at in my journey. And that's that's where it's always been, man. I'm never going to sit here and act like I'm some veteran bow hunter that's been around the world or the country and, and got all this experience. I'm I'm just still learning on the I'm still learning, you know. At the end of the day, like I really love it from the first time I shot my first arrow. I was like, boom, something clicked. And I was like, dude, I love this. This is awesome. And it's been in the rabbit hole ever since, man. And it doesn't, it just doesn't have to be complicated, man. I just like I like simplicity, man, and with with anything that I do. You know, if I can make it simple to get from point A to point B without cutting corners. Um, that's, that's kind of like the mindset of how I go about doing a lot of stuff. I like that you are, were filming and still to this day, film journal, um, kind of just like watching film on like football players, watch film and quarterbacks and everybody. Like I told my nephew, he's 17. He's getting ready for his first archery oak season. I'm not taking him, but he's getting ready to go. And, and, uh, honestly, I was like, man, Ryan, you need to like, you need to film every shooting session and kind of compare notes to your group size and watch, are you doing the things we went over? And um, he's got an iPhone and he's doing it. And I think that's such a valuable tool to document. I've, I know my shots because I've filmed myself so much shooting, you know, and I've even noticed the weird things I do that no one else does. And I'm like, is that wrong? But maybe it's not. Cause I can do that every time that way. And it's repeatable. Um, that's pretty cool. And I think, um, the fact that you're going elk hunting again and you're going to Colorado and you got some time uh, and some experience under your belt. Uh, what was some, and maybe we should probably just address the elk hunting thing since this is the elk shape podcast. Like what blew your mind? What, what, what took your breath away? What caught you off guard when you showed up on your first elk hunt that maybe the guys listening right now were like, Oh damn, I didn't think about that. Get very familiar. So like, obviously I don't live in Colorado. It's too far for me to go and make a trip with my schedule to go scout beforehand. So um, e-scouting is super important and really get familiar with that, whatever app you're using, whether it's, you know, Onyx, Go Hunt, whatever it is, uh, and get familiar with the land because we we completely botched our first day and yeah. beat ourselves up. Like we were like, okay, you know, let, we're gonna camp here. You know, we're gonna go two miles in, camp here. And then we found, we, we had, luckily I have a buddy, we have a buddy who lives out in that area. So he gave us a couple of, in, you know, good spots and like a good Mesa where we wanted to go start our hunt at. And uh, instead of noticing the road that we could have driven up and gone all the way to a, um, basically it's like an old logging road where we could have parked there, put our camp up and then hiked in about two miles to the Mesa where we wanted to go. Uh, we hiked up and put on about seven miles majority uphill i think we gained about three thousand feet in elevation that whole day and we're side hilling and bushwhacking the whole day and just beat ourselves up and uh when i finally got to the mesa towards the end of the day i just sat down and i was like oh man we really messed this day up we really messed it up so e-scouting is super <laughs> important and uh you know a couple of our buddies they went through a lot of their water that first day too so you know, we, we all felt really buggered at the end of the day, but yeah, man, just really getting familiar with, with where you're going to hunt at is, is, is really important. And I felt like we did a good job leading up to it, but again, you just kind of don't know what you don't know until you get out there. You can listen to all the podcasts you want to and read all the books and, and YouTube, all this and that, but like until you just get out and go experience it and, and get that actual like hands-on experience under your belt, you don't really know much, you know, like, you know, a lot in theory, but uh, getting familiar with the land was really important. So now that we've got that experience and instead of being like, you know, it, it could have been easy to be like, well, you know, we didn't have any luck last year, you know, let's go try a new spot and, you know, grass is greener on the other side type of deal. It's like, no, let's get back to this spot this year. We know it. Um, you know, we're comfortable with the terrain. I kind of was able to pattern where the elk went 
towards the end of our trip. So I feel good about our game plan this year. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep boiling it down and, and get really granular with it leading up to our hunt. So, but yeah, man, getting familiar with the land is super, super important. Um, and one of the coolest things was my buddy, Justin and I were kind of just like talking about the, talking about our day and we were just sitting around our campfire and, uh, we heard our first bugle. We bought both first time elk hunters and heard our first bugle at night. And we were just like, I've got it on video too. You just see our eyes go like this. It was just awesome, man. Just, I love that. Yeah, it, was, it was cool, man. It was really cool. Um, and then the, the, towards the end of my second day, I'm sitting in a meadow, kind of like at the edge of a tree line. And I heard this monster bugle across the meadow, probably like, I don't know, maybe a mile away from me. And I've got this owl flying over me back and forth in between two trees, just super, just super curious about what I'm doing, just kind of like checking me out. It was just, it was awesome, man. Just like being out there. And like, at that time, I'm maybe like a year and a half into shooting a bow. And, and you know, I've got a couple of like Texas hunts under my belt, but right. um it was cool to just be there in that moment and just be like, okay, man, I'm really here. I'm doing it. You know, it's, it was, it was fun, man. It was really gratifying. It's, it's kind of cool. Some of those, like even little things that you would not think stick out in your mind as like a memory or the owl or the first bugle, the campfire. Um, how did you vet? How did you test? How did you decide who to hunt with? Who's your squad? Why do you hunt with them? So uh, my buddy, Justin, he's a, uh, he's a friend of mine that I, I've met out here just through mutual friends. And, uh, he just, as far as like his, you know, fitness game, like Justin gets after it really hard, man. I, I really respect his, what he does just both professionally and like his mindset around his work and also his fitness. He's very regimented and, uh, it just made sense to go hunting with him. Like him, him and him and I are, are very, very sharp in the same regard of like how we like to prepare for things. And, you know, when it's like, Hey, you know, let's go get a workout in like, boom, we're both there on that time. We both get after, we both work out real hard. There's no corners cut. So that was a really good framework to be like, okay, man, like I feel really comfortable going hunting with you. You're very, you're very regimented. Um, you're very strategic as well too. So it, it just made sense to go hunting with them. I love that, man. That's uh, I think too many guys end up picking out the wrong partner um, and not really knowing it until they know it and it's happening and there's nothing you can do. That's the worst. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, the, dude it, what i love about like working out and fitness is like it's a, it's a great equalizer i don't care if you make six figures a year uh and you sit in a boardroom or you you know you're you're blue collar guy and you're just busting ass trying to get by you know like it doesn't matter who you are you get into a weight room and you start getting people underweight and you get their heart rate up you see you see who they are you know you can see if they're going to quit you can see you can see like little nuances so uh i think that's a really good way to kind of vet a good hunting partner in, in that regard for a backcountry hunt. It is. And honestly, like I've always said this on the pod, I say it again, like schedule it at 5 a.m. Meet me here. Yeah. Don't send a reminder. See if they just, did they put it in their phone? And yeah, do they show up? Like showing up is so much of the game in life. It's crazy, dude. Um, Nick, I knew I wanted to talk to you. I knew that was cool. Uh, I want to finish with, you were just at um, in Oregon, you were doing, you were representing GORUCK based on that experience, which sounds like it's similar to an elk shape camp, honestly, like just good people, good food, breaking bread, rubbing elbows, iron sharpening, iron community. When you left that weekend, what was like your sense of takeaways or what inspired you or what fired you up or what, what was a good memory from that experience? Man, my, my favorite part was, uh, so we got to do, so all the guys that were there, uh, to be a part of, you know, participate in the event, you know, we're split up into groups and like very small groups, like 10 people or less. And we we're sitting in, in one of Wayne's cabins on his property. You've been to Endicott Farms before. So, you know, he's got this really cool cabin and it's just like all this history about archery in there. And it's like amazing set and setting, you know, Wayne's Endicott's are awesome. Wayne's, Wayne's a great guy. And uh, Cam's kind of holding camp and, and we're talking mindset and hunting. And he goes around the room and asks each individual person, like, why are you here? very, very point blank. And it was really cool to hear each person's individual reason for wanting to be there, whether it was just like, you know, I just want to be here to, you know, rub elbows with people and just get some motivation and just kind of like, you know, pick and, you know, pick things from people that I could take back with me um, all the way up to like, you know, familial things or like, you know, addiction issues, things like that, where they've been like working on building themselves up. 
uh, as better people, you know, that was a really powerful thing. And um, I got asked uh, why I was there and I had, you know, I thought about it for a second and I made a decision a couple of years ago and to stop, just stop wasting my time. You know, mm. like I, I don't, I don't like to do anything or be around people who waste my time because it's, <laughs> it's our most valuable commodity. Right. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure that you understand this a hundred percent. Like anything that I do, I want to ensure that it's helping me be better, whether it's, you know, physically, uh, mentally, you know, cause that's going to help me show up better for the people in, in my group that help support me and that love me and, and, you know, push me to do better as well too. So, um, I had like a really good reinforced feeling and, and gratifying feeling of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is why I'm here. And, and it was really good to like reinforce that, like that decision I made a couple years ago to stop wasting my time. Cause once I made that decision, it put me in a space where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm happier than ever, you know, like this is, you know, in a sense, what I get to do, what I get to do for work now within like, you know, whether it's traveling for archery events or traveling for the tactical games, like I do shit for work that I love to do. And I want to continue to keep doing that. So um, the framework that, you know, that has been built over the last couple of years has, has been shown to bear fruit. So I'm just, I'm going to keep running with that, man. Just keep doing stuff that I love to do and, and, and don't waste my time on things and people that don't deserve to have it. Amen. I love it. Be selfish, but also be giving. Correct. I love that. I mean, it's a dichotomy, but I honestly, it's so important that you make sure the people that your circle is small by design because you're looking to get better and grow and you can only grow with other people. You're not going to grow solo. I love that. Nick at Thwack guys, give him a follow. He's I follow. He's one of my favorite follows. He's just makes great content and uh, he's hardworking, super fit, and he's an elk hunter. Will you let me? I'm gonna give you my number when we're done here. Make sure you text me results of your season. I'm betting not against you. I'm betting on you, homie. So don't let me down. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, guys, don't forget it, man. Separation's in the preparation. The proof is in the put, and it's time to go get that proof. Appreciate y'all. Catch you on the next one. Nick, thanks for coming on today, man. And keep making badass content. Keep on your grind. I hope we get to do some collaborations down the road. I appreciate you guys. You have a lot of options when it comes to pods. Thanks for checking this one. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. At the end of every podcast, I'm going to rattle off some discount codes if you're in the market to save some loot. Support the cast. Here we go. Vortex Optics. Go to eurooptic.com. Discount code ELK10. Takes 10% off. Vortex Wear. 20% off any of their apparel. Discount code is Elk Shape. On X Elite Membership, discount code Elk Shape, 20% off. Become an Elite Member. It's a no brainer. Peaks Equip, we're talking gators, tripods, headlamps, shelters, and more to come. Discount code Elk Shape, 10% off. MagView, Digiscoping, discount code Elk Shape. 10% off the S1B1 Made in America Lifetime Warranty. Wilderness Athlete discount code is ElkShape2023. 20% off. Look up the Elk Shape stacks. Stealth Cam, 20% off non-cellular. The discount code is ElkShape20. And 10% off cellular. Get the deceptor. Discount code ElkShape10. Baku e-bike discount code ElkShape. $300 off. Blackovis.com. Anything under the sun. ElkShape is 10% off. Plus free shipping. Sheep feet. 10% off discount code elk shape fatty meat sticks 10% off discount code elk hunter all one word crossover symmetry 20% off bulletproof your shoulders discount code elk shape and finally canvas cutter it's what i use i spend 30 nights a year in discount code elk shape takes 10% off you guys have a great rest of your week we'll catch you next week take care